What's up? This is episode four of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. Uh Today we recorded a podcast with the world famous Twitter satire personality, whatever you want to uh, end up calling Barry McCockiner. But he's an absolute amazing interview. He's a great guy. You're going to really love this. We, we talked Jordan versus LeBron. Uh, some of his hottest takes, like Tom Brady's assistant quarterback, NBA predictions, how Steph has zero finals, MVPs, all the stuff you'd expect from Barry McCockner. You can follow him on Twitter at Sexy Troop Lover, and you can follow myself on Twitter at G Jarjour. Uh, at the end, he gives a shout out to all the places you can follow him on Instagram as well, and his podcast and YouTube. It's a great episode. You're really going to enjoy it. Uh, before we get started, um, just a quick word from our sponsor and enjoy the episode. Yay! Hello and welcome in to Sports Are Funny with George Arjour and this is episode four and we got a special guest today out uh named barry mccockner um yes you heard that right um if you've been around the internet if you go through twitter you probably have seen uh his profile he's one of the most i guess uh i'd say famous and well-known i don't know what to call it a troll profile because uh but maybe we call it that would, would you call it that barry i'm sorry i brought <laughs> I broke, but my connection broke up for a second there. I didn't hear your question. Oh, I said a lot of people call you like a troll profile. Is that how would you describe your profile? Like you, you're kind of a sarcastic. Uh, what, what would you call yourself? I def, I definitely say there's a lot of sarcasm there. Uh, there's a lot of trolling, but I also mix in. I think a lot of serious sports knowledge, and I think that you know the combination. I think that my followers you know, real like that. They like that I can kind of be both. I can be serious when I need to be. And I can give stats that they might not have known before and they might be interested in. And I also mix in just the complete stupid humor that just makes people laugh. I know. It really does make people laugh. And I feel like you kind of, you go into, you tapped into this culture of people that maybe a, a lot of people nowadays are super sensitive as fuck you know like they're the most sensitive people on earth and i feel like you are kind of tapping into those people who are not sensitive that hate that sensitive bullshit in a way and they kind of resonate with you because you really don't it seems like give a shit what you say you just kind of you know free ball it and yeah you give a lot of stats but you also have fun doing it and you're not um you're not offended by everything you're not in this offensive culture you know yeah i mean i think a lot of the a lot of the culture, a lot of the uh, news that you hear nowadays, I mean, so much of it is, is like so ridiculously stupid that it's kind of hard to take seriously. So I think some of it's actually pretty easy to, to spoof and kind of mess around with. But there's still also this, like, I guess, uh, underbelly of, of uninformed people who will still fall mm-hmm. for it like fall for the trolling and all the things like that. And so it's kind of like just fishing for for new people to, you know, to hook, line, and sinker, I guess. (laughs) I mean, even this morning is kind of a good example of it. It came to uh, one of my replies to a Trump tweet. I mean, that's usually where I usually get a lot of people where, uh, you know, I'll basically say something like, oh, Trump has more class than (laughs) You know, I'll get like hundreds of, of people saying, no, he doesn't. You're a fucking idiot and shit like that. And just, you know, it, it's just it, it's just funny. And I think that it's something that I kind of like exposing the idiocy of people uh, using, you know, fake stupidity. Yeah, it's like I saw the other day uh, you tweeted like the Washington Nationals. Uh, something about the Washington Nationals and Obama and Trump. Can can you say what you tweeted again? I forget exactly what the tweet was. I don't want to misquote you. Uh, well, I, I tweeted. I said it, it's it's not a coincidence that the Nationals started having playoff success once Trump got in office uh, because Trump gives everybody a confidence and a swagger that Obama and the other libs couldn't. And, uh, 
you know, it sounds, it's just, it's on the surface, it's completely stupid. It's one of the dumbest things you'll ever read, but there's also like, it's just, it's not completely stupid to the point where it's, it's obvious, you know, satire. So it'll reel in a few people. But, right. Cause some people actually think like that. They're like, Oh yeah, man, this guy's right. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, I basically, I, I, I basically stick to sports trolling a lot of the time. So I don't, I don't really dip my toe into the, you know, the politics well very often, yeah. but uh, yeah, from my experience, it's just like, you know, sports Twitter has plenty of stupid people, but politics Twitter is just like a completely different level of derangement. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, and just on both sides, like on both sides of the political spectrum, not just Republicans or Democrats. I mean, both right. are just, there's so many absolutely batshit crazy, uh, you know, people that are so easy to troll. No, no, I completely agree with you. And like one of my favorite like tweets I've seen of yours just got kind of going through your timeline. I think I saw it was like Beto O'Rourke tweeted like legalized marijuana and you just tweeted, fuck you. <laughs> and yeah. I, I went and saw the replies, man. And like some people do fall for it. Like they actually think like you're, you know, some hardcore right winger that hates marijuana. Like, well, the marijuana thing is, is kind of interesting because, you know, there, there's, it's basically, you know, parodying the like you said like the really hard right uh old old time stance of you know marijuana is evil and and all that shit and in in reality i don't really have an opinion on on marijuana either way because i i don't smoke weed so i don't give a shit about it but from what i've seen it's just it's so stoners are are very easy to rile up and so (laughs) this idea that Again, it kind of relates back to the thing where I said with my previous tweet where, you know, I'll talk about marijuana overdoses and things, you know, things that aren't actually possible, but I'll say it and I'll tweet about it. And on the surface, it looks it's, it's completely ridiculously stupid, but it's it's just believable enough to the point where people will be like, you can't overdose on marijuana. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just and, and so I keep doing that over and over again. And I've been doing it for years now. And it's still the same. I still get tons of people every time i do it despite the fact that you know like i said i've been doing it for years and years and it's basically just it's basically just harmless stupid shit that i like and i like getting people riled up with it because it's not really offensive um and yet you know the stoners and and uh the marijuana supporters really really take offense to it and it's just so completely ridiculously dumb that no. it's really one of my favorite uh, kind of inside jokes that uh I do, and my followers, as as my popularity has increased, my and you know the, the marijuana jokes have gotten more frequent. You know, my followers have picked up on it, so it's it's basically become like an inside joke. To where, right. You know, every you know people who follow me for a long time are in on the joke now, so it's it's that's why it's one of my most popular ones. Yeah, no, that, it's hilarious, and I, you're right. I, I don't smoke either, but if you go try to talk to like someone who smokes weed a lot and just even suggest to them that it shouldn't be legal. I mean, they get on their high horse and they're like, oh, you know the health benefit? You know, they just like, they get so defensive. So like you, you are touching like on this subject that's like kind of something that just ignites, you know, anger to, to a certain group of people. And that's why like they freak out on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hot button topic. So I, I look for the, the sensitive spots. You know, I, I like it. All right. Uh, I guess I, wa- I kind of want to get before I talk some sports stuff, I do want to talk about like, how did you even get started? Uh, and, like, I guess, tell us your journey. Like, how did you just one day just open up a Twitter using? I mean, first of all, the avatar is hilarious. It's from, you know, that drug overdose commercial, which that seems like a parody in itself, but it's not. So uh, I guess tell us how, yeah. how, you, how did this all come about? Well, uh, I first got Twitter uh, in like the summer of 2013, and uh, I, I used to run a, a, a Facebook, a uh, big NBA page on Facebook, yeah. and uh, so I would link my, you know, my profile, uh, my Twitter profile t- to the NBA page on Facebook, and I'd say, hey, you know, here's my, I got a Twitter and this and that, so that's how I Was it a real Twitter, or was it like also, a, like, was it your personal self or was it 
Well, I was, I no, it was, it was really me. I would, I would, uh, and you know, my longtime followers know I used to be known as Sports Talk Joe, yeah. and uh, you know, that was, I was, ba- that was basically it for, that was basically what I was for really like the first four, four and a half years that I was on Twitter. I had my Abby, I had my my real self as my Abby, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd been suspended. You know, I had my, I'm on right now as as I record this, I'm on basically like my. 15th account yeah no because i i've had to like i've been following you for you know two or three years i think and i've you've had to change accounts multiple times <laughs> yeah so this is like my 15th account but i had my i had my original account for like three and a half years and then when that got suspended but uh but I, like around i don't know i didn't really become I, I kind of it was weird like as i kept getting suspended uh i don't know how it seems like my following kept getting bigger and bigger as I got suspended more and more. And at one point, I remember on my original account, which took, which I had, like I said, for three and a half years, I had almost like, I had like 9,200 followers. So that's over three and a half years. And I thought, oh my God, that's thing. That's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm super popular. And then I would get to, I got suspended a few more times. And then around like the summer of 2018, I remember I made this, um, I, I kind of made this. I finally decided, hey, you know, what if I change it up a little bit? Because, you know, this, I, I just kind of wanted something new. So I was thinking, right. can I make a new Abby? Can I, you know, make a, you know, maybe change my display name to something that's kind of clever? And so I was looking for a dirty name that was, that, that again was, was, you know, dirty, but it's not obviously dirty. And you kind right. of say it a few times to really understand it. Uh, so I decided I was looking down talking. I was like, "Oh, that's that's hilarious! It's perfect." And so I explained into that, and I said, well, what should my be? Because I again, I had my real face for like four and a half years, so I wanted something different. And then um, I saw this commercial on TV, and it was the the Network commercial, and had like this. I'd seen this commercial, I don't know, thousands of times, and the production yeah. quality of it was just absolutely horrible. I thought it was like, I thought it was like a local commercial because the, the production quality was so bad, and um, it's like a thousand times, but it just was kind of always in the like noise. But then one day it came on TV again, and I was like, you know, this this commercial really doesn't make any sense. And so then I did <laughs> uh, uh, a screenshot of the the guy from the commercial, the fake doctor, and I tweeted, I'm like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> uh, but a, a bunch of followers were like, hey, yeah, I know that guy. I hate that commercial. And I was stunned national commercials. So I said, you know what? It'd be funny if I took this guy, you know, this guy's face from the commercial, this fake doctor, and make him into my new Abby. And I wasn't expecting it to. I was kind of just saying, oh, it would be a temporary Abby. But it just right. so well with the name and the, my type of humor that, you know, it's just, it's, it's stuck and it's been that way for almost maybe two years now. So, um, and in that time, my popularity with it has, has, and it's kind of, you know, now where, where I used to think 10,000 followers was impossible. You know, now, um, at, I've been to, uh, up as high as, you know, on one of my prior accounts before mm-hmm. I got suspended. So, uh, really, it's. I never would have expected it to get uh, this this big. <laughs> I wonder if the the fucking doctor's seen it or not. Well, I know. Like, well, I know the real doctor's. I know the the actor's name, and he actually is a real doctor. But he, oh, really? He's not like a. Uh, he's he's not like an orthopedic surgeon or anything. But he actually is like a real doctor. I won't say his name. I won't expose him like that. But okay. Uh, I and I I didn't know. One of my followers actually found it out. I was looking all over the internet. I was like, "What? What is this guy's name? What's this guy's real name?" And then one day, one of my one of my followers screenshot of him, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is you know, this guy's really a doctor." So, well, I'm glad he's a doctor because he can't act for shit. Yeah, he's not very good at acting, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird. I haven't had any contact with him. Um, yeah, it's not like I'm making any. Mo- I'm not making any money off of his likeness, so it's it's yeah. something that. Uh, I would have to worry about, but it just is kind of weird that, uh, you know, this, this guy, I don't know if he is aware of just kind of how, just how recognized, how popular his face is. Yeah. I mean, all it's like, 
Yeah, I wonder if like I mean, that'd be kind of interesting if you ever reached out to you and even have them on your podcast and just have a conversation because it, it's so interesting because the face is so recognizable. I mean, it's such an ironic face. It has like a you know the look of confusion and kind of just looks like an asshole. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And like, do your fr- like I guess so. Ne- your identity is not like completely hidden because it wasn't hidden before. So like all your friends and family and all that know who like you are who you are on twitter and on the internet right uh well i mean there's plenty there are there's a certain subsection of people who mostly live in the boston area who are are very very interested in doxing me and my real identity because i tweet a lot of shit about tom brady Uh, (laughs) so they'll post a lot of pictures from my from my actual facebook it's really creepy shit but uh really they that's fucked up it's pretty fucked but you know besides that really uh you know all of my like i said when i was still my original account like i only had less than you know ten thousand people so now that i'm now that i'm back up to around you know 130,000 plus it's kind of like the vast majority of my followers don't know anything about you know a couple years ago where i was a couple years ago so they actually think that i'm barely um and uh you know I, I don't like to you know it kind of sinks that i'm breaking the uh the the fourth wall here kind of going out of character but i mean it's yeah if you actually think that you know my profile picture is really me and my name is actually barry mccockin then <laughs> i think that you, you must think that santa claus is still real uh but in terms of, in terms of my life in terms of my friends things like that i mean i think yeah, my, my family knows i my family knows that uh about it but again i try not to tell that many uh right because it's i mean some of the some some of the shit i tweet is just really really out there so i don't want a lot of people to know but uh yeah for the, i mean my, my close family and, and friends know about it but that's really it yeah no especially like you said those boston fans and then like they there, it comes to a point, like, it's cool to be a passionate fan, but there's some fans out there that, like, they take sports way too fucking seriously. Like, I love my teams. I'm a Seattle sports fan. I, I see in your profile you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, I don't know, LeBron James fan or whatever. But, like, man, this is not life or death. I don't understand how people are so damn pa- – like, more than passion, it's, like, life and death for them, especially, like, in, you know, the some Boston, some Philadelphia fans are like that. I mean, I don't want to single out one fan base, but it's ridiculous how fans will literally – like, you see these fights at stadiums over two different teams playing against each other, and the fans start fighting. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like, like you said, like, and, you know, fan and, and your Eagles fans definitely have a, a couple bad apples. There's definitely a couple uh, – out there in the, in the bunch i mean i'm not going to pretend like eagles fans are holier than now but from my experience on on you know the internet there's the sports fans just are like a separate category of just they're very very just obnoxious and i and you know not every single one i meet is obnoxious and, and, and i'm friends with some of them and i even get you know some patriots being it's like, hey, you know, I'm a Boston fan. I follow you and I enjoy your content. Yeah. But for every cool, down-to-earth Patriots fan and Boston fan, there's a, there are a hundred Boston fans with with Brady Abbeys and, and and just just saying, oh, you know, just getting just really personal and looking up, you know, private shit about me and my family and posting. You know, I've some of the things that uh, you know Boston fans have have said and posted about my family are, are just really really like oh my god like I, I would never I would never be able to do that and um, or at least I would never I would never go out of my way to you know look up somebody's you know personal life and, and uh, bring it to Twitter and post all you know post about it and try to dox somebody over it so um, but you know it's been this way really for you know almost four years now so if they're trying to run me off Twitter, then uh, they're obviously not doing a very good job of it. So yeah, I, they're just making they're just making your name bigger. I mean, that's not. I mean, to be fair, I wanna I don't want to act like I'm you know uh, again like I'm holier than that. I mean, I've said some edgy shit over the years, but yeah. uh, I've never uh, you know some of the, some of the photoshops that I've gotten uh, about uh, from from Boston fans are just 
just like, oh my god, I can't believe that they they would go that far. Yeah, no, that's nuts. Um, I mean, I guess speaking of that, I mean, you you kind of have this thing you keep, you know, you you're saying, and I guess let's talk about like Tom Brady is a system quarterback, right? That's kind of like the thing that probably is the thing that kind of ignites them and gets them going. I'm, he, oh, yeah. I guess tell those for those who don't have them, can you tell them your uh, thing about Tom Brady and. I guess let's talk about Brady for a minute. I because I, I, I got a different opinion on Brady than you do, but you know it, that's what sports is about. Well, I mean, my basically basically, it's kind of it's kind of a mix of me trolling and purposely poking the hornet's nest, and and right. what I actually think. Like, I've never every, any single time I've ever watched Tom Brady play, I, I kind of feel like I'm watching something that. Because all I hear whenever Tom Brady plays is just like nonstop praise and how he's the second coming of Christ. And I've said this many times. I'm like, I just, I, I've never been impressed by his style of play. So I've always felt he's overrated. And I always felt like he gets more undue credit than any other player in any sport that I've ever seen. So, like, and so the stats that I give about him in comparison to other, you know, top quarterbacks of his era to try and contrast and compare. And when I say shit like, you know, Peyton and Breeze and Rodgers and those guys would have done just as well, if not better, if they had, you know, Belichick their entire careers. I mean, that's something I actually believe. It's not right. pulling. But at the same time, you know, I also go out of my way to, you know, make these videos every week where I just, you know, sarcastically talk about how amazing Tom Brady is when I show all of his, you know, short throws. Yeah, the dump off passes. <laughs> it's like a dump, like dump off pass highlight reel. He's, you know, he's dump off passes and these check downs. I mean, that's basically mostly what he does. And so, you know, I basically just ha- have this fake amazement in my voice about, oh my God, this is the greatest, you know, nobody else can do this. And just it kind of, you know, and Patriots fans kind of, because that's how they really act. They really act like nobody else could do what he does. And I just, right. I, I, I think that's complete bullshit. And so I always go to expose it. Um, and, you know, the, the constant media love fest for Brady just is just nauseating to me. So I just think that, uh, you know, if, if I can, you know, and it's kind of interesting that, you know, Patriots fans really care so much about what I think because their team has won six titles in the last 18 years. So, I mean, if, if, if the Eagles had won six Super Bowls since 2001, I wouldn't give a fuck what anybody had to say. I would just say I got my six rings, but they're so, they're so in, they're still so insecure and so that must be from like the hundreds of years, like for the Red Sox. I believe that goes back to the Red Sox why they're so insecure till today. Personally, well, I mean, I, I don't know where it comes from, but there it's just this thing where they're they're still so sensitive and insecure despite having you know arguably the greatest run uh, dynasty in in team sports history with the Patriots. And just I, I could not imagine being that sensitive despite being successful every single year for, you know, two consecutive decades. I could, I I could never, ever, I mean, you know, the cars, like for my quarterback, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, you get a lot of jokes about, Oh, he's, you know, he's injury prone and this and that he's injury prone. And, uh, you know, Nick, Nick Foles won him a Super Bowl and this and that. And and just, I mean, it's annoying, but I don't, I don't let it, you know, ruin your day. I I don't let it ruin my entire, you know, viewing experience or, or uh, let it, you know, take away from the enjoyment when the Eagles win. You know, if somebody says something about Carson Wentz, I'm like, hey, just, you know, suck my dick, and that's it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just moves on. And so, I mean, just, but, you know, if, if Carson Wentz has six rings, I would be like, I could, I would not care any, I could not care less about what anybody would have to say. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you. And as far as, that's my least favorite sports take in all of sports takes right now is, that the Eagles would be better with Nick Foles over. I'm like, I just like want to throw up in my mouth every time I hear that. It's just the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, it's it's annoying, but I think, uh, you know, again, I mean, you kind of have to remember that you're just not going to. There's always going to be people that are going to be. There's always going to be haters, so you can't. You know, I don't really try to spend. I don't really spend any energy trying to change their mind because right. they're, you know, they're obviously not in the right state of mind so i don't bother trying to i don't waste energy i just spend all my energy you know trolling and raising a win for marijuana overdoses <laughs> yeah exactly no it's like you're right though because it's not like anyone ever comes on twitter to like have a 
conversation and debate and then to change like i've never seen anyone leave a twitter like thread and say yeah you're right i changed my mind well yeah yeah twitter is very very combative and it really i think honestly twitter isn't anywhere close to as bad as facebook is when it comes to just the sheer stupidity of of the takes that you see i mean facebook is probably is probably like 10 times worse than twitter is and twitter is pretty bad when it comes and i think the anonymity has a huge part to do with that where people know they can say anything they want and there's not going to be any repercussions because they're not going to be found out which is why it's it is surprising to me that you know there there's so like facebook is so bad with with just the shit that you see on facebook because you know these people are actually putting their names to it the stuff they post whereas on twitter you know it's it's more understandable because of the anonymity but uh, yeah, it, it's very, very rare that you see a, a, you know, a very, very uh, congenial debate where everything is just you know, very, very uh, well thought out and there's no animosity uh, or, or vitriol in between you know, the two debating parties. No, no I, I, com- I completely agree with you there. And uh, like, I guess going back to more like, I guess your sports takes, like your biggest three takes, I feel like, and I, I feel like you believe in them all because you have so much evidence and stuff. And even though, like, some people, you know, have a different side. But, yeah. like, you say, like, you know, Michael Jordan played against plumbers. And you yeah. show, like, him, his highlight reels, like, scoring over, like, Mark Eason or something, right? Yeah. Like, I guess at the end of the day, do you choose these things because you know they're going to ignite people? Like, you know how MJ Sickle fans are and LeBron stands are? Like, they are ready to debate and like go to war for their side like do you choose these like things on purpose or do you just kind of like i i really like lebron a lot more than mj well i think it's i think it's a mixture of both i think the fact that i am that i've always been a big lebron fan and that uh, you know i just I've, I've never liked uh you know i've never liked tom brady i never liked patriots fans so and I'm a big NFL fan, so basically just from my own observations and the stats that I have, I come to these conclusions. And it also just so happens to be, you know, a very, very uh, sensitive issue for a lot of people. So it's kind of this is what I believe and this is what I, I argue. And I kind of twist it a little bit to a little bit more of a trolling angle, just a little bit to kind of, you know, give it a little bit more edge that kind of gets people to react a little bit more, uh, you know, angrily than they might otherwise. Like, you know, when it comes to the difference is for me though, when I'm, when I'm like talking about Tom Brady, like I'm literally talking about him. Right. Like I'm, I'm saying, I don't like, I don't really, I'm not impressed by him, but with, with Jordan, I'm basically, I basically am talking about his competition. I've never, like when people say, Oh, Michael Jordan's overrated. I would never say MJ himself was overrated. I would say that the competition he plays against gets horribly overrated. And the competition he played in that, you know, his best years came in the late 80s, early 90s. And that's, you know, 30 years ago now. I mean, just, just, it's simple. And I've said it before. And I mean, and it's not really even me trolling. I mean, it's basically common sense. It's like athletes get better and, you know, players get better as time goes on. Right. We'll say the same thing maybe in 30 years about the competition LeBron's playing against today. And I think, and I think in 30 years, you know, you've got, you know, every player is seven foot five and can, you know, shoot from 40 feet. And, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, I would say that, yeah, (laughs) this generation's better, but I mean, I always say it. I'm like, if I said, all right, it's 1990 and this is MJ at the peak of his powers. Uh, if I say, you know, because it's, you know, it's 2020 now, it's almost 2020. I said, all right, if I told you that a team in 2019, if I said that, you know, the, the 2019 Warriors, when they were fully healthy with Kevin Durant and Steph and all those guys, I said, you know, people think, oh, the 96 Bulls or, you know, the early 90s Bulls would kick the shit out of the Warriors, the KD Warriors. And I'm, and I'm right. just, like, that's the dumbest fucking take you could ever have. Because, first of all, the talent difference is, the, the talent difference is just, it's just completely obvious. Especially 1 through 12. I mean, God, I, the 12th yeah. guy probably be starting for the Bulls. Yeah, but, I mean, my my biggest point to it is is that nobody – are you talking about like a 20-plus year – nobody would ever say that a team from the 70s would beat the 96 Bulls. You just wouldn't say it. And you mm-hmm. wouldn't say that a team from the 50s 
would beat a team from the late 70s because as time goes on, players get better. But, you know, people have such a nostalgia factor and such a nostalgia boner for Michael Jordan and his era and the 90s NBA that I basically would say was saying, like, look, you know, you know, these guys, you know, the talent, the, the talent level and uh, just just the competition that MJ played against gets horribly overrated to try and prop him up. Which it, which you know, and again, I unlike Brady, I don't like. I've never ever disrespected Michael Jordan's ability. It's just I go after his competition because for years, as a LeBron fan, I've had to hear shit like, you know, LeBron would have been average in the '80s and '90s, and you know, LeBron couldn't have survived the physicality. The he couldn't have survived against the Bad Boy Pistons, even though you know he fucking weighs he weighs more than every single player on the Bad Boy Pistons team. <laughs> you know, pe- people think that you know. These old heads and these LeBron haters think that, you know, fucking Bill Lambeer was going to physically dominate LeBron James. Just, I, which is the stupidest shit. Like, imagine Bill, LeBron I, put his nuts in shit. Bill Lambeer's face. I had to hear, again, as a LeBron fan and LeBron fans, we've had to hear this shit for, you know, more than a decade. Just this constant, just people just degrading his abilities. And so I said, you know what, I want to get back at MJ. So I'm going to point out his competition and basically calling his competition plumbers is basically my way of saying that, you know, MJ was playing against scrubs and the plumbers is just like a kind of comedic, you know, angle to take on it, to give it a little bit more spice. Uh, right. It, it worked. So uh, I'm glad it did because it, I, I think like it really did open up some eyes uh, when I, when I would basically post all these old clips of MJ when he was, you know, going to the rim and, and, you know, this idea that every possession back in the early nineties NBA, you know, players were getting stabbed and shot in the face and things like that. When it would just show MJ, you know, going to the, to the rim, you know, uncontested layups over and over again. Like, I just, I think that kind of opened up some eyes. They were like, hey, you know, maybe it wasn't the all-out, you know, death battles that we've been told all this time. I know. It's like, he did average 10 free throws a game. It's not like they just let people just have open fire on Michael Jordan. I, I, I'm a Jordan guy over a LeBron guy, but it's, like, obvious that LeBron is better like he's LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. Maybe My- Michael Jordan achieved a higher level of greatness, or whatever. But LeBron is a better basketball player. I mean, well, th- I think you know. To me, like, and I said this even when it comes to the debates about you know, talk about in football. I like hear, oh, you know, Brady's the greatest, but you know, Aaron Rodgers it might be the best, but Brady's the greatest. And to me, it, you know, when it comes to basketball, it's like, oh, you know, LeBron might be better, but Jordan's greater. To me, it's all semantics. I have a hard right. time. I, I have a hard time like differentiating the two. For me, if you're the best, I mean, to me, that's the same thing as being the greatest. I don't care if it's one thing to say a player might be more accomplished or might have a more accomplished resume, uh, but I think, I think you know the MJ Lebron debate. To me, like I think in football, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is, is is head and shoulders better than Tom Brady. I think if in a, in a neutral situation, I think. It, Aaron Rodgers is just light years better than Tom Brady as an individual player. That's what I think. But when it comes to the the LeBron MJ debate, I think it's a really, I think it's legitimately like a toss up. Yeah. The way, the way I see it is if you put LeBron in the eighties and nineties, they would have to call the police because (laughs) he would literally murder people every game. He would have averaged, I think an efficient 35 point triple double. He has that. He would have had that type of ability because he would have basically been like a bigger stronger version of MJ. Yeah, absolutely. Especially early career MJ when he, you know, before he, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, second three-peat MJ where he was kind of, you know, brawnier. But, you know, the, the when MJ first came into the league, he was putting up all these ridiculous numbers, at least, you know, his best statistical years all came. And you go back and you watch film. I mean, he was like 200 pounds, whereas LeBron is, you know, just as athletic, yet he's, you know, 250 pounds. So, yeah, he's Carl Malone with, like, extra athleticism. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I think, I think, I think MJ would have dominated in any era. I think LeBron would have dominated even more in MJ's era. And I think that, you know, I, I've had people ask me, like, what's, as a sports fan, like, what's, if you had one wish, what would it be? And I would be like, well, I would like to have seen LeBron and MJ at their best playing the same era because I feel like it would have been just, you know, I, I think it would have provided, like, a, a, a much clearer answer. Uh, and also it just would have been really entertaining to watch. So that's really my one uh, that's really my biggest what if that I would have liked to have seen play out is, is LeBron and Jordan at their peaks going against each other. 
no, I, I completely agree. That would have been that would have been something else. And you know, one of the things right now, a lot of people uh, are talking about with LeBron and MJ, and like, yeah, there's difference, but like this whole China situation. And I heard you a little bit on your podcast talking about it, and I saw something on like people are now saying this is why MJ is the goat because. LeBron, he handled the China situation wrong. It's like, well, how does that have anything to do with who's a better basketball player? Well, I mean, yeah. I, well, this is that's kind of what I touched on, and I've always said that I haven't, I really haven't heard MJ's name. I maybe because I haven't really been looking for it, but I haven't heard MJ's name get brought up a ton with this recent China situation. And I've expressed myself, I was like, it's a little bit disappointing the way LeBron handled it, but really. All the outrage that you see and hear, especially from conservatives on this issue about LeBron, I mean, they're just, it's just fake outrage. Nobody gave a fuck about what was going on in Hong Kong before Daryl Morey tweeted anything about it. So all these people that, you know, tons of people already don't like LeBron because they're insecure about him uh, being, you know, better than Jordan. And that sounds it sounds completely ridiculous when you say it, but that's really the truth is that right. a lot of the, the insecurity and hatred that people have towards LeBron is because they're insecure about his place all the time on the court. And it shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. And trust me, that's the way it is. Um, so a lot of the people that don't like him interacting, you know, more like completely outraged, they don't really give a shit about China. They don't give a fuck what's happening over in China. They're just trying to use it as like another way to just dump on LeBron. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And it's just, it's annoying. But, you know, I think, again, I think multiple things can be true at once. I know, I know everybody's like, oh, you're just a LeBron dick rider. But, you know, I mean, LeBron could have handled it better, sure. But, you know, people are also using this. People who already don't like LeBron are, are using it as just an excuse to kind of, you know, pile pile on him when they don't actually give a shit about China either. So, uh, you know the fake outrage, and it's just it's just annoying. It's just annoying, and that's really, you know that that fake outrage is kind of just another thing that I try to to play on with my tweets. It's just this, you know, like I'll, like you know, I'm sure you've seen it. Yep. Where I'll tweet about you know my six year old gay son or some shit like that, <laughs> and I'll make up something, uh, you know, that that sounds really stupid, or at least I thought was completely stupid until the most recent one of the recent Democratic debates where they had like a nine year old transgender. asking elizabeth warren a question and i thought it was a troll and i was like oh my god like my troll tweets are actually coming to life they're actually that's what kind of like makes it so amazing like i'm not trying to laugh at like that situation but like you it sounds outrageous right i mean like at nine years old to know that much like about your sexuality that you're going to be transgender and you when you tweet stuff like that people are like there are is a segment out there that actually lives that and it makes it gets, it gets, those tweets always get a ton of people. And it's really, it's, it's, it, it's shocking, but it's not shocking at the same time. I mean, I, there was a tweet I had, I don't know, a week ago where I was basically saying that, you know, my, my four year old daughter, and again, I want to, I want to be perfectly clear to everybody, I don't have any kids. I'm just, <laughs> you know, but if you, if you read my tweets, if you take my tweets seriously, I would have like 500 different kids that have all these different situations. But in reality, I don't. It's all just a ruse. But, uh, I basically tweeted that, you know, my, my four-year-old daughter, it, oh, I remember what it was. It was, a, I woke up and there was like this international lesbian day was, was so I, right. so I said, you know, this is, this is a good opportunity to kind of make a tweet where I, I kind of try and reel some people in. And I said, well, you know, my four-year-old daughter, uh, you know, she likes softball. And, uh, I want, I said, I want to wish a happy international lesbian day to my daughter. She, she didn't say my four-year-old daughter. She didn't say she's a lesbian, but she plays softball, so that's basically the same thing. And, um, uh, tons of people were like, oh, you just assume your daughter's a lesbian because she plays softball? And I was like, well, no. She also said she wanted a Subaru. And I thought all these stereotypes, and these people just keep falling deeper and deeper into the hole, just falling, just they, they fucking take the bait, and just it gets worse and worse. And it's just, it's, just it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I just love doing it. It's one of the most. It's one of the more enjoyable trolls that I do, honestly. But it is. It is pretty crazy that uh, you know it's it's becoming more and more realistic or believable in in real life. I know. Well, that's just the world we live in now. It's like these things are actually happening. But like uh, speaking of getting people, like 
you've gotten a bunch of people reeled in that are act. You know, I mean, like your first your Antonio Brown retirement tweet, um, Skip Bayless with, with the man boobs of James Harden. Like, is that when you knew you're like, man, my my stuff is really going <laughs> around the internet. Like, when was that moment? Like, you're like, was it when Skip Bayless cited you? Well, I think to this point in time, uh, the Skip Bayless man boob tweet, you know, about me saying that for those that don't know the backstory, basically, I, I tweeted that uh, while I was impersonating Adrian Wojnarowski, the famous NBA reporter, I basically said that, uh, you know, Chris Paul uh, made fun of James Harden's man boobs. And, um, you know, I, I tweeted it and it was basically just there for a day. And I thought, oh, that's a, that's a funny fake tweet, but, you know, it is what it is. And then I woke up the next morning and everybody's like, oh, my God, you know, Skip Bayless fell for your, for your James Harden tweet. And I was like, what the hell? And so I, you know, I turned on the TV and there, there, you know, Skip Bayless on national television talking about, you know, how Chris Paul broke up, you know, bro- wanted to get away from the Rockets or, you know, James Harden forced Chris Paul out because he made fun of his man boobs. And um, it just, yeah, it was, it, to this point, that's the biggest um, successful troll that I've had. Um, but yeah, I've got, there's probably people still who think that's really what happened. Too. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I mean, there's, I've, I've gotten over the years, I've definitely trolled a, a lot of verified checks. I've gotten a lot of celebrities. There's, you know, I got Rob Lowe. Um, I, this was back in like, I don't know, 2017 where I, I tweeted while I was impersonating, uh, Ian Rappaport that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. needed to have his leg amputated and, uh, you know, Rob Lowe was like, Oh my God, what the hell? And, you know, <laughs> you know there's, I've gotten, you know, um, I, I've gotten so many, uh, things people, but my white whale is mm-hmm. I want to try and get Trump to to retweet one of my tweets where I basically am I'm mock praising him and calling yeah. him where I'll say that he's uh he's better than you know he's he's this generation's MLK and this and that. Just completely <laughs> but I but you know I want to play to his ego so I, I can try and fool him to retweet because he does retweet a lot of people from Oh America. he does. And it's only praise for himself. So it, it so you gotta there's a certain thing you gotta get there. Like you're saying it has to be mock praise. He has to believe it enough. Yeah and I, I think I mean eventually I just think if he sees it I think He'll fall for it, but I think that at this point, that's that's my white whale. I want to get, I want to troll Trump, and that would that would be like, uh, that would be like the the man boob troll times times a hundred. It would be it would be phenomenal. So I hopefully, uh, hopefully that happens in the near future. Yeah, I hope so, man. I'll keep my eye out for that. That'd be uh, if it happens, you'll hear it. Believe me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I guess just a couple more questions, man. Um, I want to kind of get your whole, I guess, your NBA predictions for this season. I, I know you're a big NBA fan. I'm a big NBA fan. We're like less than a week away now. Uh, I just realized last night, by the way, that uh, baseball is so inept and stupid that they're starting game one of a World Series the same day as uh, the NBA opening day, which I don't know how they can be so dumb, but yeah, they are doing that. So you want, you want my NBA? Uh... Yeah, I want your NBA takes. This year. Well, well, it's refreshing that uh, we there, there's really some suspense going into the season for really the first time in a long time, right? Uh, because the last three years basically was if the Warriors don't get you know seriously injured, they're going to win, and uh, they got seriously injured last year. Thankfully, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I mean it's kind of hard. I think. Uh, I think last year for at least I'll start, I guess, with the Lakers because LeBron's always the biggest story. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, now they got Anthony Davis. I think that they're, they're basically, they're title contenders. I think obviously the Clippers with, with Ryan Paul George, Uh, then, you know, the Nets are going to be interesting because KD is, you know, KD isn't going to be there this year, but I think obviously next year with Kyrie and KD, they're going to be right there in the mix. Um, but I think the Lakers, the Clippers, um, in the East, the East is kind of up for grabs too. So right. it's really hard to say uh, to say who's who's going to win. I think if you got a Le- you got a LeBron who's had you know who hasn't played really since early April, so he's had you know almost more than half a year off to get right. 
Um, if, if he's going to be there, if he's going to be motivated and you throw in a guy like Anthony Davis and the Lakers added some, some good pieces like Danny green and, and, uh, well, they did get, they did resign Rondo, which is a shame, but, um, you know, I think, I think if, I think the Lakers and Clippers are, are right there for the Western conference title. I think this idea that the Warriors are, you know, I think the Warriors, as long as they got Steph Curry, I think Steph's an amazing regular season player. Um, yeah, I have him winning MVP this year. I, I'm... I mean, I, I think he, I think he, he easily could. So I think this idea that oh, the Warriors are going to be, uh, you know, without Clay, oh, they're going to be like a damsel in distress. I mean, you know, they, they still got Steph Curry, who's great in the regular season, uh, probably the best player of all time, without any Finals MVPs, uh, and so I mean, I could see him winning MVP, and I could see them winning, uh, you know, fifty games. They, they're not going to be the, the world beaters that they were, the, you know, the previous five years. But I think that they're going to be a, a comfortable, comfortably make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends also on D'Angelo Russell. Like, I'm kind of, I'm really excited to see what he does. Their, their defense is going to be dog shit. Their defense. Is oh yeah. Shit. But I think you know they they have any any team with Steph has the firepower to uh, outscore anybody on any given night as long as it's not the final closing seconds of an NBA Finals game. But because um, uh, we know Steph struggles with that out east, he has. Yep, <laughs> can't argue it. Out east, I think the the Bucks have to be considered the favorites again, at least until KD gets healthy. Um, because I think the second KD gets healthy and comes back, I think he can. I think he's he's a rare talent who can. Uh, bounce back from an Achilles injury um, just because he's so skilled and just like, he's just a, he's just an outlier. So, yeah. And he, he's so long, like he's still going to be able to get off the shot. It's not. Yeah. He, he doesn't rely on, he doesn't rely on athleticism to get his points. So, you know, he's going to be, once he gets back, I think Brooklyn becomes the favorites, but this year uh, I think Milwaukee has to be the favorite, at least right now to, to come out of the East because they got Giannis. I think Toronto, obviously losing Kawhi, losing Danny Green, uh, they're going to be a playoff team, but they're not really a threat to win the title. The 76ers are kind of a wild card because they have a lot of talent, but I don't really see how that talent fits together because I think they lack shooting. And as long Unless Ben Simmons has become Steph Curry, according to the internet. so. Well, I think, as, I think you know, speaking of Ben Simmons, I, I think until – if he's if he's going to be petrified to take jump shots, as as long as he's you know scared to shoot the ball from the outside, I'm not I'm not talking about you know nobody's expecting him to be you know Steph Curry, but I mean he's he won't even take any jump shots. Right. He, he has I, to at least keep the defense honest a little bit. Well, yeah, and I, I think you know as long as he is scared to take jump shots, I think that the the seventy six or ceiling has a cap on it. So. Uh, if he comes out and if he, you know, if he changes up his style of play, if he's more willing to take jumpers and kind of, you know, like you said, keep the defense a little bit more honest, I think it, it could be Philly versus Milwaukee in the conference finals. Um, but if you want, if you if you said gun to my head, who's going to be the NBA finals right now? Mm-hmm. I'd probably say it would be Bucks versus Lakers. I think that a full, a completely full off season for LeBron, uh, paired off with Anthony Davis, I just. I, I just I still think uh, I still think a healthy LeBron is uh, the best player in the world, even in year 17. And I just think that he's going to have a renaissance type of season um, because last year, really, from all angles, the shit show. But I think he's going to bounce back from it. So right, I, that's my that's what my gut says, but I could easily be wrong. Yeah, I, I kind of just to piggyback off you, I kind of agree there. I kind of I do. I think the Warriors, for example, have an opportunity if Clay comes back healthy to make a run in the playoffs. But I don't know if they will. I don't know if Clay's going to come back healthy. Well, I think I think at least I think uh, the the biggest thing to watch out for is uh, what happens with Clippers because people I think kind of overlook that Kawhi isn't very durable. Right. And neither is Paul George. Paul George has you know really bad shoulders, so. The talent is I mean, the Clippers have elite talent, but you know I think the uh, the the injury concerns for Kawhi and Paul George, and also the fact that I like I Paul George always like shits his pants in the playoffs. I don't trust Paul George in the playoffs. I, I trust Kawhi in the playoffs, but I don't trust Paul George. So uh, you know it's gonna be uh, it, it's it's kind of up in the air. But I think uh, you know. I don't know if Kawhi will have as much of a chance to kind of 
get away with all the load management in the regular season that he was able to last year in the East with the Raptors. Right. I, the West the is too loaded. The Raptors, yeah, the Raptors also had a really, really deep team, and so he could get away with, you know, missing 20-plus games. And he has, like, a degenerative quad, I think. Like, he has, he has a – you know, it's, it's going to be – the Clippers, that, that's what, at least in my opinion, that's what gives the Lakers the edge over the Clippers right now is that uh, just I'm not sure. I don't trust Paul George in the postseason, and Kawhi's health needs to hold up. Um, as for, I mean, the, the biggest concern for the Lakers is um, is probably Anthony Davis because he's not Mister Durable himself. Right. right. He's never really, he's never really had a major injury. He's but, just always you know, nicked up a little bit. He's always nicked up, and he's kind of a bit of a pussy. But he's, you know, but he's he's one of the most talented basketball players of all time. Right. So I think that you know, if you get seventy plus games of Anthony Davis, I think that that's that's well worth the trade of you know Ingram, Lonzo, and Josh Hart. I think also we haven't we haven't even mentioned uh, we haven't mentioned the Rockets yet. True, um, but you know because James Harden is like a regular season maestro. He always puts up insane numbers in the regular season. So I think the Rockets. But again, you know the Rockets are kind of you know in the same boat as uh, they're kind of just unproven and the, they're unproven in the regular season. Um, not the regular season, but in the playoffs, they always seem to crap their pants in the postseason. So until they get over that you know postseason hump, I think that. Uh, they're going to be – I think they're definitely obviously going to be a playoff team as long as they got Harden. But in terms of making it a run at the title, I think their their best chance was uh, – their best chance was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so too. Especially I, – I mean, I just – I think Russell Westbrook's on the wrong side of Yeah, and also, yeah, I don't think I, – I don't think Russell Westbrook really adds anything good to a team at this point of his career. Um, so I, I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how him and Harden, uh, you know, how they mesh, but uh, we don't know. I mean, I think the most exciting I'm, – I'm just excited to see Zion. Oh, I know. Uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think the Pelicans are going to – I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I, I think – and I've said it on Twitter before. I said I think if Zion stays healthy, he'll end up as a top ten player of all time because he just has just such freakish ability and freakish, you know, measurables, and he just – he's so – he reminds me when I watch him – he really, really reminds me a lot of LeBron when it comes to finishing around the basket. And LeBron, I think, is probably the greatest uh, finisher of the basketball of all time. And so when I say he reminds me of LeBron, that's pretty high praise. So, I, I mean, again, he's, he's shooting like – I know it's preseason, but he's shooting like 70%. Yeah. Did you see his shot chart the other day? It was like all green right in the paint. Like the, there's no way you're going to stop him from getting to the paint, yeah. especially and in I, the NBA where there's, there's more, it's more spread out. I mean, in college you couldn't stop him and they pack it in his zone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the concern is with him, it's like, well, what if, you know, he needs to develop a jump shot. But I, I think he's really – he really is one of those rare outlier type athletic freaks – kind of like LeBron where he's just so physically uh, just dominant and overwhelming that he can get to the rim at almost any point he wants to, no matter what defense you have. I mean, cause LeBron was, you know, was, he's always had an inconsistent jump shot. And I think, I think LeBron is obviously better than Zion because LeBron had uh, a great court vision as well that Zion doesn't have, but uh, Zion physically matches up very well, very similar to LeBron, where he just can overpower people and get into the lane and finish around the rim, where he's almost to the point where uh, you know a jump shot would be nice, but he doesn't need it to be dominant. So I think he's. I'm going to be watching him a lot, and then obviously you got you know what happens in Dallas with Luka Doncic and uh, you know, now. Uh, so I think again, there's a lot of you know this is a. I think this is going to be the most exciting NBA season in a long time. Because like I like I alluded to before, there's kind of you know the last all you know the previous three years there's kind of like it was kind of hard to really get excited over anything that was going on in the regular season because you knew that come playoff time it was going to be the Warriors gonna, unless they got badly injured like they did with in the finals last year they're right. going to win the so you know now it's like there's there's really legitimate uncertainty about you know who's going to come away with the title so I, I think the NBA despite this recent China debacle. Is um is in very good hands on the court, and I think once you know the season starts, I think people will forget about all the off court shit that's happened. Oh, they'll forget overnight, man. I mean, people. 
it's funny, like, I mean, a couple months ago, and I'm not trying to make light of, like, serious situations. You go on Twitter, I mean, that's what you do. The Amazon's burning. That was a big deal for, what, three yep. hours. Uh, whatever happens, oh, impeach Trump. That was big for a day. And then there's well that that they that always happens, but then you know you're forgetting Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh yeah, you know that was another big tweet I had about you know Jeffrey Epstein getting killed and people just kind of not forgetting about it like maybe, but just like kind of stopped caring about it after a day or two. So, um, but yeah, that would be the same thing with this whole China NBA thing. I'm just excited to watch some basketball. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's going to be this is the first time in a long time I think probably since the year the Pistons won that we didn't really have like a team going into the season that we were like oh yeah this is the team to, to beat well i think i think the last time that there were multiple legit contenders was was uh kd's last year in oklahoma city where it was basically you had the Cavs and then you had the warriors obviously the year they won 73 games yep. and also blew a three-run lead in the finals i don't know if, i don't know if you knew that but <laughs> they blew a three-run lead in the finals and uh steph curry was the unanimous mvp and he shit his pants uh, in the finals, and uh, then you had you know the Spurs that year won sixty seven games I believe, and then uh, then you had OKC. So that was really the last year twenty sixteen was really the last year where there was you could make you could have made a legitimate argument for you know three or four teams. But I think this year there's even more than than just three or four teams that you could make a legitimate argument for being there in June. You know, trying to win the title. No, no, I completely agree. It's. Uh... It's going to be fun, and uh, I'm just ex- as long as teams stay healthy. Like I just don't want any major injuries. I want to see the Lakers healthy. I want to see the Clippers get healthy when Paul George comes back. Um, the Warriors aren't healthy. I just want to see all these teams stay healthy so we can have one of those seasons because it's going to actually matter the regular season for once about like the seeding in the playoffs. And we're forgetting like the Denver Nuggets, for example. I, they're still going to be good. Portland's still going to be good, and the whole entire West is literally playing the season, trying to get good seating for the playoffs. Because I think home court's actually going to matter this year. I think it will, too. I think, I think another thing that uh, we haven't talked about is that Steph Curry has zero finals MVPs. And <laughs> it, it's crazy because, you know, Steph Curry, who is one of the greatest players of all time, has made five straight NBA finals as, as on the favorite team. He's been on the favorite team to win in five straight NBA finals. And he, ha- he still, to this point in time, has no finals MVPs. That's just crazy to me. I mean, can you imagine being a superstar player, making the finals five straight years, and still not having one little itty-bitty finals MVP? I mean, my goodness, I just, God, that just, that, that just blows my mind. I mean, my goodness, Andre Iguodala has a fucking finals MVP. You, you know, I, I, it, as a Steph fan, I, I love Steph Curry. It just it does blow my mind because two things like I, I think he should have won it the year over Andre Iguodala because I, I, Andre Iguodala held LeBron to what thirty eight points a game like yeah amazing that Steph Curry for how good he is has been again I'm a huge Steph Curry fan he's my favorite player in the league he has really taking a seat huge step back once you get to the western conference finals at times and definitely in the nba finals a huge step back and you can't argue against that because there's numbers you watch the games it may maybe it's because he's not big he's not physically a big guy he just breaks down but i I don't know what it is but i've never for all the superstars that have come through this league magic johnson michael jordan lebron james tim duncan how do you have no finals MVPs? It is weird. It does blow my mind. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, uh, every we you kind of talked about how I have kind of my hand on the pulse of all these sensitive topics, and that's obviously, when it comes to Steph fans and Warriors fans, that's obviously their biggest sore spot. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I always go out of my way to really poke it any chance I can, and it just it never fails. But, yeah, it is interesting because, you know, every basically every consensus, you know, top ten player ever – Really, besides Bill Russell, who, you know, I, I think is overrated, isn't, isn't a top 10 player ever. But, you know, consensus, a lot of people consider him to be a top 10 player. He's really the only player in the top 10 of all time that doesn't have at least one finals MVP. And that's because the award wasn't around until his last season. Right. So 
since 1969, which is when you know the award was created, you know, it, it Steph is is easily the best player to not have one. And I think that you know you can try and say that it doesn't matter, but I mean, and I and I usually am a guy that I don't I don't put in as much stock into media awards as other people because you know that's kind of I don't really like to rely on that because it can be very very subjective at times. Agreed. Um, but I think you know when literally like every other great player, and if you want to be considered, you know, one of the very you know the best of the best of the best like a top 10 or even a top five player ever yeah i think you have to have at least one finals mvp on your resume especially when you've had as many chances as steph has had uh so and and i think i mean last year it was set up perfectly for him because durant was out you know you you had a raptors team that had never been there before so last year i think was like his best last shot getting one and uh, I mean, you know, he missed the last shot. I mean, no one's talked yeah. about that, by the way. I, I, and I mean, he's oh, well, but no I, one talks about it. Well, I talk about it. I don't know if. Uh... Well, I know you. <laughs> I know you talk about it, but just in general, like Steph is kind of like the little. And like I said, I'm a huge Steph fan. So for those listening, like Steph is my favorite player, but he's kind of almost like the media's golden boy. No one talks shit about him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, you know, and this is where for Steph, I, I think the uh, the entire thing that he, you know, he has his dad was a player and his brother's an NBA player and, you know, the media just eats that shit up. So, you know, he's always, you know, and also I don't think, you know, when I, when I poke fun at Steph, it's just, you know, it's always like on court related shit. It's nothing personal. Right. It's just, you know, I'm just taking jabs at him, you know, on the court. You also said I saw you think you could win MVP. I saw that on your Twitter the other day. So like obviously you're not like saying he's trash. Oh, oh he's he's one, the, he's one of the best players of all time. Yeah, he's one of the best players of all time, which is why you know like like I try to make you know his fan base can be annoying, can be extremely annoying. So that's why I go after him. But yeah, I think you know I, I would be stunned if he doesn't have an absolutely monster season because you know the expectations are lower than they were in previous years. And, you know, it's, you know, he could easily put up, you know, 30 points again this year, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's going to have a monster season. And as long as they make the playoffs, I think he, he'll be in the running for MVP just because I think maybe LeBron or AD will deserve it. But since they're on the same team, they might kind of take away votes from each other. And then Steph just ends up getting it, which will be nuts that LeBron – Still won't have what? How many MVPs does LeBron have? Four. My connection is breaking up with you. I'm sorry. I was saying I think LeBron has four MVPs right now in his career. Correct? Yes. Yes, yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, he probably should have ten, but like you said, it's a media award. Yep. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for coming on, man. I guess last question before uh, I let you go here is. Where do you want to take your brand from here? Do you like have any bigger plans? Uh, are you just going to keep doing what you're doing, or do you have like something you're trying to take that next step into getting into? Well, I think I want to try and kind of expand a, potentially a little bit farther out from sports. I mean, I, I you know I've kind of started to do that with my podcast, where I'll be reviewing. You know, I've, I've been reviewing or at least ranking uh, some you know, famous horror franchises and right. different movie reviews. And so I like, I, you know, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of potential for me. I feel like I have a good sense of humor so I can kind of intertwine, you know, comedy into it. Um, my, my problem is that I'm kind of limited when it comes to knowing technology. I mean, I also, I also have a YouTube channel, so yep. I think um, eventually it would be kind of, it would be kind of cool for me to, kind of have my own movie part of my uh, YouTube channel where I review movies and go over shit like that. Uh, or maybe potentially start, you know, interviewing people on the street, doing one of those things and asking, you know, weird questions. So I think, I think that would be in the picture, just kind of exp- expanding the brand as much as possible. It would also help if uh, I didn't keep getting suspended, you know, 50 fucking times from Twitter. Which is, which is bullshit. I mean, it's not like, obviously you're I, sure you get some edgy tweets here and there, but like, you are most of them are in good nature you know like you're not 
Well, I mean, I basically I've said it many times. I'm like, you know, O.J. Simpson, who decapitated his ex-wife, is almost had a million followers, and you know, it's kind of when you see when you when you know a guy who you know killed two people is uh, is is prospering on Twitter, and your your account when I I personally I've never killed a person. Uh, it, I just want to make that clear. Is <laughs> You know, he's getting suspended for you know stupid, mundane shit that isn't you know really affecting anybody negatively. Uh, it's it just it's frustrating. But I think if I think if I'm able to you know not get suspended super frequently, I think that you know the brand that I have is it has limitless potential. And I'm I'm really I said on my podcast a lot of times I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing where that goes because I think I think uh, this is just the beginning. I really do. Yeah, I think so too, man. And I, I love what you're doing. And I really think you're, you know, just the way you're able to touch on this group of people that I, I feel like, especially your followers aren't that those sensitive types, which is kind of refreshing in a world today where everyone is outraged or fake outraged a lot of times by the smallest things. So I think you're really touching on an important thing like i know a lot of people will say oh it's a parody account it's not but no it is important you are touching on some really important things and taking life a little bit lighter you know it's not not everything so serious well yeah i mean when i you know it, it, it sounds stupid because i mean it, it's just twitter but you know whenever i hear you know whenever somebody every now and then i get a message from, from one of my followers saying that uh oh you know you, you know you please make my day and this and that and then, you know make my day better i mean that, you know that, that makes you feel good so it makes however small, you know, make somewhat of a positive impact on somebody's lives that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise if not for Twitter. So, yeah, it feels good. But and I also just want to say that I really do appreciate my fans and uh, and, and my followers, and I, and I appreciate you having me on here and listening to me uh, rabble on and on about things. And I'm glad you came on, man. This was fun. Oh, it's no problem, man. I really appreciate it. Perfect, man. Um... All right, and so that's the end of the podcast. I'll do my um, – uh, I'll just say – tell your followers where to follow you real quick before I – I'll do my outro uh, after we finish recording. But where can they follow you on all your handles? Yeah, they can – I have my uh, – used to be my pin tweet, but my handle right now is Sexy Truth Lover on Twitter. Uh, and then my Instagram handle is uh, official Barry McCockiner. And uh, my YouTube channel is just uh, it's just Barry McCockner. I mean, I can I can repost the uh, the tweet that I had. I can repin it so you can see and just you know find all the shit if you you know so it's easier for you. Perfect. And then on my um, when we put out the podcast, I'll put all the uh, all your handles and tweets and where people can find you as well. All right, man. All right, perfect. Uh, thanks for coming on. All right, that's the end of a podcast, Barry. Th- thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Have yeah, you too. Hey, and uh, I'll send you the link if you can just like post it or retweet it after. I'll uh, and I'll put all your handles on and all that. I'll send it by the end of the day. All right. So when are you gonna post it? Uh, probably a little bit later in the day, like a couple hours. All right. So yeah, I'll retweet it and let people know. All right. Perfect, man. And then I'll just. Uh, I'll put you want me to put your YouTube on there, Instagram and Facebook? Or sorry, Twitter? Yeah, I'll do that. All right, perfect. Oh, thank you.